I have an invitation for you today. You see, at Bible Tracks Incorporated on Saturday, November 13th, between the hours of 1 and 5 p.m., we're hosting an open house, and you are invited. We need you to come. I want you to come. I want to meet you personally. It's such a joy as I travel the country. This year will probably surpass 50, 60,000 miles traveled in full-time evangelism and representing Bible Tracts Incorporated. And it's such a joy to me to meet people that listen to this radio broadcast, whether it be radio, podcast, on YouTube, you name it. So many of you have been so kind to let us know you listen. Well, here is an opportunity to act. Last year, we had people drive three and four hours to come to our open house. I want to invite you once again. November 13th, it's a Saturday. All you need to do for more information or to RSVP is to email us, openhouse at bibletracksinc.org. We'd love to see you there. It's completely free. There'll be food. There'll be fun. There'll be fellowship. There'll be the opportunity to actually use your hands in the work of Bible Tracts Incorporated. We want to see you there. Saturday, November 13th, our open house. Now, Let's talk about a gospel tract. I have with me one called Two Kinds of Death. It's one of my favorite front covers. This is a very striking picture using the font and the wording on the front, Two Kinds of Death, and kind of uh, denoting that there's a choice between one way to die and another way to die. If you're curious about the two kinds of death that you can find in the Bible and in this gospel tract, go to BibleTractsInc.org. You can order this gospel tract today for free, along with some 40 other titles. Now, Lord willing, in the very near future, we'll be shipping them out of Odell, Illinois, instead of Bloomington, Illinois. You see, God has allowed us, as I've made mention, to acquire a new-to-us building. We're so excited about it. Pray for us. We'd love to see you there. Come visit us, 603 West Prairie Street in Odell, Illinois. Swing by, even if you're just passing through the area. If you're coming down Route 66 or Highway 55, coming down through North Central Illinois, visit us and pick up, maybe even in person, pick up some gospel tracts like Two Kinds of Death. Now, we find ourselves in the book of 2 Samuel. We talked about on Monday how God's ministry is messes. Messes like me. And if we're honest, messes like you as well. We often get ourselves into a pickle, don't we? I'm so glad God is so merciful to us. We also talked yesterday about standing up for right and realizing that there are times that even if it's going to strain a relationship, we still need to be willing to portray and convey a message from God, a message of righteousness. We also talked about the fact that in this Bible account, the little parable that Nathan gives to illustrate David's misstep and mistake and, and his sin with taking Bathsheba in an adulterous relationship, he talks about a rich man and a poor man and how the rich man could not have cared less to steal away the little lamb of that poor man, but to that poor man, it meant everything. Are you looking at the book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 12? I hope you're there. Verse number one, and the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, there were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. 
Verse number two, the rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. You see, that little lamb meant a lot to that poor man. Verse number four, and there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take, meaning he wouldn't take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And then what do we see happen? We see David's reaction to this news. We talked yesterday about how to the rich man it was just a meal, but what a monstrous thing to do for that rich man. Proverbs 21.13 says, Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. The rich man... He took momentary pleasure in his wickedness. We, we return again to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs twenty two sixteen. He that oppresseth the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to want. But then we see in verse number five, and where we're going to spend a lot of our time today, we observe David's method of dealing with this issue. Verse number five, and David's Anger was greatly kindled against the man. What did he say? He said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. It's amazing to me how often we do such a great job of picking at the little toothpicks or the little splinters in someone else's eye but we miss the beam or the telephone pole protruding out of our own eye. We see here the anger of a guilty conscience. Will you be honest with yourself for just a moment? Can I be transparent with you? Have you ever done something you know is wrong or reacted in a wrong way and you know deep down it's because you yourself have a guilty conscience? You know, the things that we get most upset with our children about oftentimes are our biggest failures. It's when we see our children make mistakes that we identify in ourselves. when the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree, right? When you lash out at people, oftentimes it's because you are dealing with some unsettled sin, some unrepentant spirit in your own heart, and you display the anger of a guilty conscience. That's what David was doing here. What did he say to that man? He said, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. I find it a little bit amusing that David, in lashing out, in, in announcing, pronouncing judgment upon this fictional man who really is a picture of himself, here's what he says. We're going to kill that guy. 
we're going to bring him to justice. Oh, by the way, and he's also going to repay fourfold. It's kind of amusing to me. He's got the justice kind of out of order. He could have said, well, he'll pay fourfold, and then we're going to bring him to justice by killing him. No, no. David is so ready to kill something because his conscience won't leave him alone. He's going to die. And oh, by the way, he's also going to repay. Exodus chapter 21, verse 24 says, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. It's a biblical concept to give back that which has been taken. And really, if you go back into Leviticus and Numbers and things and talk about how if something is stolen, it should be repaid back in a multiple of what it was actually taken. But verse number seven, along with the sugar, Along with this parable that he knew would get David's ire up, would get him uh, mixed up and angry and, and, and lashing out, here comes the medicine. Verse 7, Nathan said to David, realize that David had just probably leaped up out of his throne and, and gestured violently and said, that man's going to die. And Nathan said, thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. And then he continues on and tells him how badly he messed up. David is reminded that he is the rich man. He is the master in that circumstance. He is the one that hath taken, figuratively speaking, that little ewe lamb from the poor man. He's reminded that he is now mistreating his office, his, his position as king, and this has got to be very hurtful, in the same way that Saul did. Let's read it. Verse 7, Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah, and if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things, meaning he could have had even more if he wanted it. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife, to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Have you ever been in a situation, maybe in your workplace, maybe in your family, and you've thought, you maybe you've been mistreated in some way. Maybe it was a mother or a father that mistreated you. And you thought, I'll never do that to my children. Maybe you've been in a workplace and you've been the employee and your boss mistreated you in some way or another, and you thought, if I'm ever the manager, I'll never do that to my workers. And then maybe comes the realization that you are now the parent. You are now the one in charge. You are now the boss, the owner. Have you ever found yourself making those same mistakes that you promised? I'll never do that. It hurts, doesn't it? Remember how David was mistreated by Saul? Remember how Saul threw a spear at him? Remember how he tried to hunt him down and kill him? Remember how he turned his friend, tried to turn his friend Jonathan against him? Tried to, tried to ingratiate himself? Tried to cause people to not like David? Remember that? And David thinks, oh my 
God, I'm so sorry. I've done the same thing that was done to me. I have mistreated. I have taken this position for granted. I have used it for evil gain. I have become that which happened to me. We're going to talk tomorrow about David's response. How to respond to correction and conviction. David is under a massive amount of conviction at this moment. I would have loved to have seen, maybe from afar, the look on David's face as Nathan says, Thou art the man. My question for you today is this. Are you that man or woman? Have you done wrong that you need to repent of? Join me tomorrow here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.